0: Welcome to the One Star star Movie Review Trivia trivia Game! game. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? You are one pathetic loser. (laughs) If you're going to spew,
1: spew into this. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. What's your favorite scary movie? You can't handle the truth!
0: So I'm Eric Kim Hunter. And I'm Ricky Glore. And we're back again. Nick is dead. Again? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Why? Even your son said, where's Nick? <laughs> yes, he
1: did. My, <laughs> my six-year-old was
0: like, where's Nick? We're like, I'm uh, like I get him. I killed him, dude. He's dead. gone. Um,
1: but luckily for us. Yeah, we're the only people that like working. You guys, when I was gone last week. We're supposed to do one of these, yeah. And Nick, and Nick is Nick like, was like, "I'd rather not." Let's just work. go
0: get a beer. And I was like, yeah. "Yeah, we can go get a beer. That's fine." IMDb does not present one-star movie yeah. review trivia podcast. For those who are just joining us, I always forget to go over the rules, so we're going to go over the rules. I am always trying
1: to remember the rules. I know, and I think I like vaguely describe them as I yeah. as we go through this. So well, I'm saying even when I so like the, the last time when I put it together for you, so I put one together so. Hold on, let's do the rules first. Okay, Okay. okay. and then we'll go into how it's a super (laughs) deluxe version.
0: Uh, Super tournament championship. that by looking at the
1: runtime of the episode. Yeah,
0: we'll see. All right, so here's the rules. So I have picked three films. You have picked three films. We'll go over that later. (laughs) Or now. Or we'll go over it now. Uh, And I have found one-star movie reviews on IMDb, and I've eliminated all the pertinent information that would give it away, like... I don't know the name of the movie or a notable actor that
1: helps me dictate which ones I pick. If they mention too many specifics or, or the movie name or something over and over again, I tend to not read it and it ends up helping me find the ones that I should pick any anyway. Yeah, the
0: bad ones, the real bad ones. Well, real good bad ones. Oh, well, sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Because the ones that are wackadoos, like my still my favorite is the high-fidelity one. Of like, that one's, yeah, I was thinking about that one yesterday when I was
0: putting this list together.
1: The, the real wackadoos are such sociopaths that they are self-important that they don't want to mention the movie. So I've got one of those. Oh, my first one is... <laughs> oh, I kept it for my last, I think. Oh, I I can, did. yeah, I can rearrange. Oh, yeah, no, the excellent. one that is my favorite is... Yeah. Very, is is a novel. <laughs> um, so uh, we're going to read the review. If you can't
0: guess the movie on the on the review alone, we're going to go into the bonus rounds. I guess the, is what we the, call it. The clues. The clues. Yeah. So the first clue I always do is a, the tagline of the movie.
1: Oh shit! That's the
0: director is. is the next one, and then the notable actor that we've omitted. Sorry. So
1: my bonus is is year actor oh, director.
0: That's fine. Fuck. Well, year
1: tagline you're right because tagline tag kind of goes fun. back and forth well, the taglines were fun for for like clue and I think I, I think all the movie like, yeah, I like I think all I liked the, yeah. the weird taglines yeah yeah
0: because sometimes there are a lot of weird
1: taglines I'll I'll, yeah. I'll remember that next time because so, a couple of these I was just like oh you're gonna get this like uh, we were, yeah year, that's year, the other thing year, you'll probably get this uh Actor, I was like, I gotta fudge this a little bit, and then I was like, director, I gotta make it last because you'll know. All gotta this. make it last. Gotta make it last, baby.
0: So this is a super deluxe version because we didn't discuss who was actually running the game this time.
1: Purposely, I didn't.
0: <laughs> oh, really? I, I just assumed I just assumed it was yeah. me because that's just my shitty personality. Um, so we're gonna go back and forth. We're probably gonna turn this no, into a two. No, cause you're a giver,
1: Cause you're gonna eat that. I pussy. do,
0: oh, man. I do. Uh, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? What do you want to do? What are you thinking? Uh, flip coin? Um, You go first. I'll go first. Yeah so the so I, I made sure to include the titles and the person who the username who wrote it
1: i did that last time so i forgot time how it was co- weird yeah
0: comical they are yeah, yeah. so this one's called terrifyingly overrated by troll underscore patrol 101 hold no on no way hold wait on. a second
1: you're kidding me that is no hold on there's no way yeah no i read this one though oh you did I troll the, the yeah, name. troll underscore patrol what I I mean I guess like that and I thought it was
0: hilarious. Oh, interesting okay here we go this movie is on tv approximately five million times a year
1: <laughs>
0: it is a movie that can make grown men cry actor one and actor two deliver great performances the composer's original score is beautiful it's an engaging film about perseverance and friendship and willpower and hope But then again, does it really belong in the same company as Godfather, Godfather 2, Schindler's Lists, and Other? Is it really one of the top 10 films of all time? First off, the villain of the film is incredibly incredibly cartoonish. Two-dimensional bad guy. He and Cal from Titanic could have a pure evil for the sake of being pure evil standoff. Aside from greed, we have no idea what made him who he was. Secondly, (laughs) there was no firstly, but secondly, think about the scene where the protagonist locks himself in a room. Are you kidding me? The scene tries to be a powerful emotional peak in the film, but it comes off as laughably impossible. Does he really escape? Will they ever meet up again? Nothing is left for the audience to wonder about. No ambiguity. Everything is spoon fed to the audience and a tasty, happy ending bites right up to the final scene. Wait this movie ends with people happy and hugging yes it does
1: um when you said it, it yes this movie ends happily i was like well it's not the mist no
0: that movie doesn't end happily <laughs> um, not even in the slightest
1: <laughs> well i guess if you don't watch the director's cut which that's what i watched because uh, when he theaters. shoots them
0: and then the convoy the comes. comes yeah, yeah.
1: Because he's getting ready to in the theatrical one. And yeah, and then, then it just cuts, up. doesn't no, it? No, they show up, and he stops. Oh, okay. Like, oh, thank God. Um, hmm. Interesting. Um, so,
0: we're having it. So, it's it's a it's a movie that's on TV approximately five yeah. million
1: times a year. Yeah, and so for me, growing up, I don't know what those movies are now. But again, Thanksgiving, the Rocky movies, they do Rocky marathons in TNT or USA. Yeah. Uh, Major League. Oh, yeah, that was one. Such a one. Well, I'm naming movies that we would be surfing. That we would turn on at home. Yeah. yeah. And, and just let then, it run in the background. Well, no. And then my dad and I would watch it. Oh. And then we'd go, well, we didn't catch the first part. Let's put it let's in because we the, own t- it. Let's go put we the VHS it. In? Yeah. Yes. We own it. And we'd watch it and we'd go, well, then now let's watch Major League 2. Or let's watch Rocky 2. let Let's watch. Yeah, Rocky. let's watch the next one. James Bond movies are the exact same way um, a TNT would like show them or whoever, USA. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies were on a, I feel like a lot or Seagal um, I, yeah
0: what's the Under Siege? Under Siege 2 I felt like was on TV the quite a bit. The one on a the bit. train right? Yeah yeah um, and then what's the Van Damme one? because it's not. Not
1: Bloodsport it's not No it's not Bloodsport. Time Cop? No because there's a lot I, of so I never watched those oh, movies okay. growing up because. Hard Target maybe? Hard Target. Is that the ice hockey one? Yes uh, no. Ooh, no. That's I
0: don't remember the name of that one. Hard Target is when he plays his brother. He's a twin brother. Oh, I, I think know. that's it. One I... of them's got really long hair, and he runs like he works in this. He's a like, he's a dishwasher at a shitty Chinese restaurant. Okay. And his brother, his twin brother, is supposed to be like this top A badass assassin, I think. And he picks the wrong gag, and now he needs his brother to help him to like get out of it. So they f-
1: like a double dragon. Sorta, yeah. Hmm. But wait, but it's both. They're both John Claude Van Damme. Yeah, and
0: it's long hair, and one of them's got short hair. Or maybe that's hard target, right? Isn't that yeah. why I said hard target? Yeah, you yeah, said hard. That's target. what I said. Okay.
1: You know, I would like for my next movie to be both of the characters because I'm acting too good for oh, one good. role.
0: Why is there coconut water in your shower?
1: It's such a good
0: show. Um, All right, man. What do you think? I'm gonna need a clue. Okay. The tagline: Fear can hold you prisoner, but hope can set you free. Oh, I know. I think this is the only movie that had multiple taglines. I think the other two that I found, you know, there was only the one. You said about greed. They show it on TV a
1: bunch. Yeah, approximately 5 million times a year. Fear can a year. hold you prisoner, but hope can set you free. Oh, another movie they would show on TV a lot, The Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption, very good. I knew that tagline.
0: Yeah. Yep, uh, would director that. frank darabont, darabont yeah. and uh morgan freeman what yeah them yeah them?
1: Yep. frank darabont also directed another stephen king green mile and he uh yep. co-wrote um what's considered the best elm street which is nightmare on elm street 3 dream warriors yeah uh, two's the best one two's the best one. i mean you can say two's the best. I I just did. if i just, I just I, did. if i asked you some questions about two you wouldn't be able to Oh I haven't exactly. seen any of those movies in forever. Oh well, that's that's that I so that that watch. Yeah. If I had
0: to guess one, I yeah. would say 2. First time watching Shawshank Redemption.
1: I think it was on a I think on TV where it ran like 5 hours cuz it's a long movie with yeah. like commercials and stuff. And then being like, "I really like that movie. I think we should watch that movie. We should Why man, are we watching you this should movie? Buy that movie? And I think he didn't I don't cuz it came out the same year as Forrest Gump and Pulp Fiction. Okay. And it didn't win any Academy Awards. Right. Yeah. Um, it was like a DVD thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, v- yeah. VHS. Uh, oh, right. uh two, two tape VHS maybe? I have no idea. Maybe it's not. But on TV they, they ran it long. Um, and so I think it was one of those that I was just like that was really good. Like we should... We should buy that movie. <laughs>
0: we should totally buy that movie. Yeah, and
1: it's like it's a fucking good movie. Like, come on! I don't know what the hindrance was to like not in, not wanting to get it, but then it was. Um, I am not an avid reader. When we did four seasons, or it's called the seasons, it was one of the novellas: uh, Rita Hareworth. Oh yeah yeah yeah. The Shawshank Redemption. Yes. With uh, the body, which is Stand by Me, yep. um, Breathing Method. Which has not been adapted, I don't think, or maybe remember have been that one penny adaptation. I remember reading it, but I don't remember. Woman gets her head it. cut off and still has. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. That's and the right. other novella is *Apt Pupil*, which is a good movie. As Never well, seen that one either. With um, um Magneto, Ian McKellar. <laughs> Magneto, Magneto.
0: Um, so this was a DVD movie for me. Um, have I told you the DVD player story? Well, I guess it's my brother's. It's not mine. No. Okay. Mm. You, this is an audio thing, so you, I the listeners at home can't see you just well, staring just, intently I'm, in my eyes.
1: <laughs> did I tell you the DVD story? Like, so I, when
0: I when I tell you the story, you'll understand why that's a DVD story. So uh, when my brother was in high school, he worked at the local Kmart in the electronics department. He's busting his tail. He's saving up money because he wants to buy a DVD player. And yeah. DVD players were like 200 and $300 back then. So he's super excited. He brings the thing home. And right away, something looks fishy to me. I noticed that the tape on the top of the box is Kmart brand tape. It's not just your basic ass plastic or, you know, your blue light special. Yeah. So he's, he tears it open and he reaches in and pulls out a 12 pack of Coca-Cola. <laughs> I was like, why did you buy Coca-Cola? I thought you were buying a DVD player. Why'd you put that in the box? He's like, I didn't do this. And I was like, well, then who did it? That doesn't make he any said, sense. Because that hosed, Tommy? I'm, well, I'm so naive. Well, I say I'm so naive. I'm so naive now. But like my brain didn't catch up. I was just like, yeah, that's weird. Why would somebody put a Coke in, an, in a box and then tape it back up? That's silly. Do you think there's a DVD player
1: in a box so of Coke? So he went
0: back to work the next day and was explaining to his manager that he opened this and it was a bag of Coke. They didn't believe him. So they went back to the because he paid 250 bucks for this yeah. thing. Yeah.
1: They, he, what movie did he have with it that you guys oh was it Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption uh, a snap case <laughs> oh I have it's no a, idea it's a cardboard box of the yeah, original yeah probably that black sounds strip. right yeah, yeah. Um, with Andy Dufresne
0: on the front like Jesus yeah so he like begged uh, the security guard to go back and look at the footage and they ended up finding the, the one of the warehouse guys in the back had just
1: nonchalantly in the back if ever gonna go that far to be like look at the footage like believe him yeah you would think. Well, he's a kid. Well, I would so, like to say Andy Dufresne fought the good fight. <laughs> I would like yeah. to say, yeah, uh, no,
0: but yeah, DVD. This movie's great. Yeah. I love this
1: movie. Yeah, yeah, five stars. Easily, easily one of my favorites. So good. All right, Ricky, um, you're up. That was or I'm up. that was your not long one. I've Maybe I should do. How many long ones do you have? I mean, I'll do the shortest one first. What? I'll, oh, you want to do the long one <laughs> just first? Do whatever. Okay. I don't know oh, why. Just do menorah. This is uh, written by Winner uh, Five Fifty Three on August uh, in August two thousand and six. Rating one out of ten. One out of ten. Woodstock. Title: Beginning of the End. Paul to the Corinthians. Oh, stop it! I Are knew, you kidding I me? I knew it was holy shit.
0: <laughs> much?
1: Paul to the Corinthians. When I was a child, I thought as a child and played as a child. But when I became a man, I put away my childish things. I was living near New York City when this film was first released. I think this was a test release in the New York area. The original promo suggested a serious science fiction story along the lines of the cult favorite Dune. It bombed. Shortly afterwards, on re-release... It got uh, the promo that it really wanted part fairy tale, part Youngin Ermith, part retro serial, and the rest is history. But the history of what? This film marks the beginning of the end. There's his subject line. Oh, yes, gosh. He came back to his thesis uh-huh. statement. Because these people think they're so smart.
0: I mean, they good. think they're so smart. Such fucking good Like writers. Because they've probably read 10 star reviews, like featured like people who get paid to write those reviews. Not paid to write 10 star, but paid to write reviews. And, and they're like, oh, they're just feeding into mm-hmm. the money, they're cow. They're just paid
1: by the man. Oh, paid of course they like a Disney. Marvel. Yes, yeah. yes. This film marks the beginning of the end of serious filmmaking in America. I like that they kept it. Wow, that's a good one. Fairy tales are for children. The old serial films were fun, but badly made. A youngin ermith constitutes a debatable psychobabble theory. Thus, what uh, the creator was really telling his audience in both film and promo was that we all needed to be children watching bad films written by Carl Jung. Or at least Jungian literary theorist Joseph Campbell, who was actually hired as a consultant on this film. Humans, to maintain their self-respect, need humans. Was that capitalized? Was it all caps? No, this guy uh, is, the punctuation is.
0: It's just all over the place. Well, and we the, don't know if they're male. The they could be. They could be anybody.
1: Uh, need to grapple with difficult moral issues. We need to mature and learn how to relate to other human beings in complex and sometimes difficult situations. And we need the freedom to think for ourselves in such matters, to risk our own happiness and to live with the consequences. No one is saying that children should not enjoy fairy tales and perhaps they really do need these for psychological development. But even eventually, children need to grow up. To stop being children.
0: You're oh, entering. is it is it over? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no blank you fucking moron. No.
1: Where this guy goes. Idiot. Or a gal blank would not have been so damaging to this culture if it hadn't presented itself as a children's film but blank was quite explicitly targeting as an audience burnt out hippies participants of the failed cultural revolution of the 60s and in doing so he began steering them toward the political decisions that would at last put our culture and its economy and its future into the terrible fuck jeopardy. What are we talking about voting here? for Reagan? What selfishly demanding tax cuts, mockery of dissent and dissenters, and flocking into paganistic fundamentalist Christian churches seeking spiritual wow. awakening? And I, I. It's amazing. This has nothing
0: to do with the movie. No, and that's why I love these. That's what draws me to these. Because when that's I read true.
1: a few that have too many mentions yes. that I would have to get rid of, I'm like, well, those aren't the ones. And yeah. then I'm like, no,
0: I'm with the crazy pants
1: version. Chef's kiss. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, 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 the paganistic fundamentalist, with fundamentalist Christian churches seeking spiritual awakening and as many now proclaim apocalypse. Mm. Well, obviously, just one movie isn't going to accomplish all of that. Okay. What the success of the film—it's not that good. Yeah, I'm building it up how bad it is, but it's not that bad. What the success of the film did was to distract adult attention from ethically mature films where moral choices could be examined in their complexity. To such an extent that Hollywood, never all that supportive of such films anyway, simply stopped making such films for a time. The bottom came out in 1985 when the two best films to use truly cinematic storytelling to wrestle with mature choices were from Japan Kurosawa's ran and Godzilla 1985 and you know the world's doomed when a big green lizard has to be the one to make you ask important questions about the ecology and history and whatever place in the larger universe of our tiny species finds itself I mentioned Godzilla. oh my god not simply for rhetorical effect (laughs) Like the old fairy tales. But I have a butt plug in my (laughs) ass right now of Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla is best appreciated by the young and the young at heart, like the old serial films. The Godzilla films are filled with gaffes and silliness, like the typical Jungin-er myth or archetype. You think he likes using Jungin-er myth? Godzilla calls to some deeper part of our psyche, which is why we are entertained by its appearance. Two more paragraphs.
0: Oh, my goodness. But unlike this, is this a dissertation.
1: Film, <laughs> but unlike this film, the Godzilla films never insist that they are the only show around or at least the only worth viewing. And unlike this movie, they never pretend to be better than they are or that they're accomplishing some necessary cultural mission. And unlike this movie, they do not insist that we remain forever young, only that we respect our having once been young. And that we respect the youth of others. And unlike this movie, they are inherently democratic. Not because they insist we all be individuals. Oh, uh, tell
0: me you're a Republican without tell me you're a Republican.
1: <laughs> but but he earlier besmirches Reagan and regular sure. Republicans. So oh, yeah. he's all over the place. So Godzilla being a children's film, cool. Yes. This, not cool. Not so much. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Bah, 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 bah. Inherently democratic, not because they insist we all be individuals, but rather that they insist that we all are already individuals, and yet to survive, we must come together and learn to depend on one another. Democracy only has value to a collective of individuals, a uh, human society. Rabid individualists are monsters, rather like Godzilla's most intractable foe, King Ghidorah. Well, that's the big argument. For those who prefer simple solutions, this movie is a crude, fascistic, socially, again, these are his words. No, you're fine. No, socially retarded scam that the ex hippies foisted, I think he meant hoisted, on what was once a great culture. Whether it will ever achieve greatness again or whether it shall have cinema when it does remains open to question. Now we see as through a glass darkly, but then face to face, which is in quotes. So I guess it's a quote. Oh, my God It's another biblical quote. So I don't know anything about the movie. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like the things that stick out are like the the ramblings of a madman. So, well, yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, this guy this person, I have to, is to take clearly, a drink because that was a lot of reading. Is clearly on something. Um God, you know what it sounds like? It just sounds like a movie or clearly should be on something. Sure. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I like the only thing I can really gain from the review is that I guess this movie was kind of a PG-13 and it just got wildly more popular than it probably should have because it just appealed to everybody.
1: The only thing that he pointed out because I've more recently um been examining movies of the seventies, and like I knew that the early seventies, the end of the sixties, is the end of the studio system, and you have more writer directors and more uh, independent yes. movies coming, like yep. uh, Easy Rider, is the first of that, and then you're also getting the end of the studio system, so we're not having happy endings. So a lot of the seventies right. have downbeat endings. You with your taxi drivers, your Godfathers, your uh, Deer Hunter. And so the one thing he pointed out with this film that he said we don't get uh, until like I think 85 what he said uh oh, yeah. Chris always ran and then Godzilla 1985 yeah. and he's, he's like oh that this was more i guess of like a saturation like more appeasing to a wider audience and I was like oh interesting like in retrospect yeah i think he might be correct there's a couple other films that do that before this one but Sure that's the only thing that I when I read it I was like he's not wrong. he's just a lunatic
0: yeah he's focusing on something very small and blue it's a straw man a very schmear a very schmo I was getting sci-fi vibes from it too he said science fiction okay and top. serial too that was the other thing yes he said yeah indicative of the old serials but the thing so I was, so I immediately thought Star Wars but then he said eighty five was the last time real movies were made or something like that or Whatever the 85 mark was. Well, he said it
1: wasn't until 85.
0: Oh, okay. So that would still work for Star Wars because Star Wars is what? 70? Oh, no. If you don't know what year Star Wars came out? You uh, lose all remember. your membership. That's all right. I never had one. Yeah. Um. We say Star Wars.
1: It is Star Wars. No shit. It is Star Wars. What the fuck is he talking about then? Fuck if I know. I don't get it. Good guys, bad guys, and I mean, it's because about I, fighting the government. I actually,
0: when you started talking about like the the Christianity and all that stuff, like I immediately thought of um, the, the
1: serials. I thought would give it away because it is like that uh, is so wild, yeah. like widely known. Sure. Of like. Yeah. Yeah. What were you, the Christian? Yeah. Um, the-
0: well, the fucking whatever the um, Planet Earth or.
1: Oh, oh, Battlefield John, Earth. Battlefield uh, Earth. Oh, Ron Hubbard. Yeah, Sorry. I thought
0: that too, because I was like, oh, well, I, it's kind of like a crazy, like, yeah. zygote kind of Christianity thing, maybe? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't, But the serial thing, I don't remember that movie very well, but I remember it like kind of being Full Metal Jacket-ish, where it's just like the first part's a movie and the second part's a whole different movie together. Yes. So
1: that's why I was just like, oh, what, weird. What I was surprised and when looking for the one-star reviews for Star Wars was the amount of people that attacked it for being a children's movie. And I think that's only because, like, yeah, it is a children's movie. But because the fandom is people who were children who still hold the torch for it. That
0: Well, and then introduced it to the next generation,
1: which was us. Yeah. Well, I mean, but we but we were, like, I remember, like, being at a friend's house and catching a little bit of, like, I think the first Star Wars on TBS. Yeah. And being like, what is this? That's when I first watched it. And I said to it. my dad, I'm like... Yep. I saw this thing. He's like, Oh, you liked it? Yeah. He's like, Because I got those on beta. We had
0: the exact same conversation. Yeah. It was Thanksgiving. It was on TNT. And I caught the last half. Yeah. And my dad is sitting in the living room watching the TV, watching Star Wars by himself. And I come in. I was like, Hey, Pop, what are you doing? He's just like, I'm just watching TV. I was like, All right. Yeah. So I come and sit down. I was like, What
1: is this? And he and he's says, like, Your mom. He's like, Hey, the young one's not a complete moron. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> like, he's like, Oh, this is Star Wars. I was just like, I've never seen this before. And he's like, We'll watch it when we go home. We watched all three movies in two days. Yeah, like just me and my dad. Like that's one of the very I won't well I won't say the first but like one of the big pinnacle (laughs) times. Yeah, kinda, kinda. Um, You bonded. Yeah, it was like one of the first like distinct memories I have of bonding with my dad, Mm -hmm. and it's over Star Wars. You know, like and when I go back and I mention it, my oldest son is named Luke Mm -hmm. because of Star Wars, and when I told my dad I was naming him Luke, he was like, "Oh, you doing that for the movie?" I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Huh, you like that movie, don't you?" And I was like. Don't you like it? He's like, yeah, it's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. This was a pivotal, pivotal. point in my yeah. life. Like, this, that one film put me on the, the trajectory that I am on now. I mean, uh, yeah, man, weird. La- what an asshole. What a psycho. <laughs> He's like, you know. I kind of want to read my crazy one now. But well, I was going to oh, leave it for last. Okay.
1: So I think he mentions Kurosawa and he goes to the Japanese thing. Because of the samurai's
0: of and how influenced it. Hidden was. Hidden Fortress and, of yes, of,
1: yes the, the the Kurosawa influence in Star Wars.
0: Seventy eight, did it come out in seventy seven. Son of a bitch.
1: Same year as Smokey the Bandit. The top I two would, films God. of seventy seven are Star Wars and Smoking Bandit. Would know. I have a hard time being associated with Toxic Fandom just because I didn't like Rise of Skywalker. Well or the prequels.
0: I think Because I I'm like I'm just like say, I don't think
1: they're good movies the same i don't think they've ruined... Even
0: you and i've had the conversations like ah, there's probably only like one good star wars movie maybe two yeah i think that's there's that's about it i like, think there's, there's two really... and i think
1: return of the jedi is incredibly uneven yes for a lot I of feel reasons it's
0: a good movie but like yeah a new hope empire
1: yeah singular visions yes george lucas in star wars and then uh irving kershner empire. and empire yep well i mean with um um Oh yeah, what's his name? They brought back. Well, um, no, no, the 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 writer uh, who ended up writing uh, Empire and Jedi and uh, a big screenwriter. I'm, I can't think it was. He wrote Force Awakens. Him and yeah, yeah, they brought him w- back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because that was a big deal. But then, like Jedi, you know what he did? He he just
0: did a New Hope and
1: Empire. Yeah, yeah. That's all they did. <laughs> but like with Jedi, Richard Marquand, because it was supposed to be David Lynch, they got him as a director because even though Lucas wasn't part of the guild, he was there, and they wanted a director that lucas could treat like a bitch and yeah make an uneven yeah
0: it's just man what an asshole all right uh the title of this next one
1: by troll
0: is pu just the letters stinky Stinky. uh the user's name is kip conlo kip conlo kind of looks like colon but it's not it looks like colon though wow this movie's stupid The movie begins attempting a no nonsense realism by choosing gritty, not picturesque parts of the city, as well as chucking in the pretty gratuitous murder of a child to make it seem more edgy. And then the movie just becomes an orgy strung together to be silly yet sickening plot uh, where this mass murders really cute co-star. Hey, he drinks milk. (laughs) How bad could that be? How bad could he be? And he refuses to shoot women and children. What a guy. I, being an adult male... Would have been happy, happily kill. He would have happily killed, given the business opportunity. But serves me right for not being a woman or a child. In the course of the plot, he teaches this alarmingly sophisticated neighbor girl how to like, uh, how to be like him, how to kill strangers. Ah, uh, the lessons he offers her, the tricks of the trade, are chestnuts. We've never ever think like. Relax. Keep your eye on him. I would have thought panic and look away shows you how much I know. What reminds me, the abysmal humor that appears throughout the film, it's like a trademark with this guy. Fifth Element had equally annoying cute streak. Lastly, if you really watch the actor, forgetting he's French and interesting looking, his performance is is pretty rank amateur. He really looks like he's more lost than a lovable, murdering dope he's supposed to be playing. They also refer to him in the film as Italian, which he's clearly French. Does the French director not know
1: what French accents sound like? So the only guess I have is Leon the Professional. That's it. I've never seen it. Oh, you're kidding me. Not only Portman and the guy from Mission Impossible 1. Yep. No. Oh, no. Uh, Gary Ullman. No. He's the bad guy. Bad guy. But the main guy... Was the first yes, guy, he's Mission the guy Impossible from Mission Impossible. One. Sorry, yeah. I misunderstood he what you said. also one of the um, the uh, he's um, he's not on Ethan Hunt's team. He's actually working for Joe. Correct. Holmes, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, it's a movie I've wanted to see. Luke. Oh, it, Luke Besson didn't direct that, did he? Though? yes, he did. Oh, so same director as Fifth Element. Yes. Interesting. It's a movie that I've wanted to see. I heard Natalie Portman's. Um, I was gonna. I was thinking Natural Born Killers, another movie I haven't seen because the two movies that are non that are tarantino scripts that were not directed by tarantino are supposed to be atrocious true romance oh, yeah. i don't love it's um,
0: yeah oh Gary Oldman. yeah
1: <laughs> Which, i mean as, he's fucking everywhere man he is i mean but Gary Ullman's good uh have oh. you ever watched rosencrantz and gildenstern are dead Mm-mm. no should it they should I have that to your list he's real good in it
0: um he is definitely an actor i want to go through and watch his entire filmography yeah. like even from the smallest you'll roles. never see
1: the same performance twice yeah
0: that's he's easily one of those characters that
1: so what was the first time you watching this? So it was recently, uh probably
0: within the past four years. Uh, What's your
1: theme? Oh, your I don't first know. movie, got Shawshank one, more movie. Redemption. Got one more movie. Are they French directors? Darabon, he's not French. I don't know.
0: Oh yeah, I don't think we announced that. We have a theme with these these movies.
1: You said you have a theme, and it wasn't until I get down in your basement, I was like, sure it says a theme, too. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: so, yeah, it was recent, probably in the past four years or so. Um, it's also a movie that I kind of wanted to watch, but I just kept pushing off because, man, I don't know. I just, when I heard the premise, not even because the, the biggest, it was really hard to find a review that didn't painstakingly detail the weird relationship between a, you know this 40-year-old man and a 12-year-old girl. And she was 11 when the movie got filmed. Yeah, So she's clearly underage. And I, I was trying to go back and remember, I don't remember getting that feeling when I watched the movie, but I definitely remember seeing certain cuts where I was just like, oh, this seems like it was cut to make it look like it's gratuitous.
1: Natalie Portman has talked about how, in retrospect... She has definitely been an advocate and vocal about the sexualization of young girls. Yeah. And what Hollywood has done is what Hollywood did to her. That not maybe necessarily that the movie did it. I don't know. Maybe she has said that the movie did it. But that people looked at her as a sexual object. Yes. Because in of the it. movie. Yeah. And it's like, I was 12. Right. So that's
0: more on you yeah. than it is on the person that... Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a good movie. Like, it's a fun kind of like stabby mob kind of movie like he's always kind of like on the run he's always slipping in places like um, from again from my I remember it's
1: like kick ass right
0: yes like she's like Chloe Grace Mortez. yes and And she's like drawing them in and he's like sneaking in behind there's a couple of shots that I remember where like he's paints himself in a corner somehow with somebody who's trying to kill him and just for whatever reason he just like slips away and it's just like well shit where did he go because he was just and then it's like he's just right behind
1: him boom is, is his character not French I mean because he's clearly a French so his actor.
0: name is Leon the professional yeah. yeah I don't remember any of that them saying that he's Italian I'm also not a psychopath so. yeah I'm also
1: not writing one star reviews yeah on so uh, but yeah so the tagline yeah, like I used letterbox
0: yeah same uh, the tagline is, he moves without sound, kills without emotion, disappears without trace. But yeah, Leon, Leon the Professional. Very Leon, good. Leon. Very good. So I picked, I feel like I picked a good review then. If you yeah. haven't seen the movie before, mm. I think that's a pretty good review. Mm, uh, All right, we're going to go ahead and hit pause right there. We're going to turn this into a two parter. So uh, on the 15th, look forward to the finish. Part two of uh, IMDb does not present. One Star Movie Review's trivia game. With me, Eric Munner. Thank you for listening, anchor.fm slash real90 for more awful takes on 90 movies from your favorite hosts, me, Nick Prince, and Ricky Glor. But yeah, until next time, keep it real.